0: everybody, I'm Johnny D, the Motivational Cowboy, and welcome to the Outstanding Life Podcast. Today, you know that I bring the coolest, coolest people onto the podcast. Today, we have Tony Cardenas-Montana. You're listening right now to one of his songs called The Grind. Tony is a Grammy-nominated, certified, multi-platinum, billboard, charting writer, and musician. Welcome to the show, Tony Cardenas-Montana. What is going on? Oh, No, yeah, I'm just having my coffee and hanging out, and uh, I'm I'm
1: ready to dive in here.
0: Oh, I love it! Hey, Tony, man, thank you so much, man, for for you know joining us on the Outstanding Life Podcast. It was it was kind of cool. You 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 have to tell people, Tony. You know, we were doing a sound check and stuff like that. Tell them what was flying around your house.
1: <laughs> it's an F eighteen. F eighteen just. <laughs> Did a flyby here for, I, I just, out of nowhere. <laughs> so, you know, Tony, you, something interesting is going on around here. You
0: talk about, I mean, the rock and roll lifestyle. I mean, it's not every day that I have a rock star doing it, you know, having a flyby by his house. I mean, that, <laughs> that's kind of cool. And I appreciate that. We we didn't even have to pay for that.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, we get that sometimes down here. We get that
0: sometimes. Now, you're in L.A., right? Well,
1: I'm in Orange County. Okay. Which is south south uh south uh, of Los Angeles and so down here in uh you know it's 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 a coastal community a bunch of coastal communities down here awesome. and uh, actually we're very close to a couple of different air force bases so every once in a while we'll get we'll get something
0: so i'm just curious uh, you know you know cuz i'm in, i'm in detroit right now i got i just have to ask you what's the weather like right now tony
1: glorious <laughs> <laughs> That is the word that I would use to describe it. It is glorious. And it's funny, um, you know, uh, I was dating uh, somebody for a while and um, I was in and out of uh, another state and another another uh, time zone and weather pattern. And every time I would fly home, I would get a call and I get that same question. So how is it there? And I would walk out of the airport here at John Wayne Airport in Orange County and I that is the only word that would come to my mind is it is absolutely glorious here. (laughs) Well, just so you know, Tony,
0: we got, we had five inches of snow last night. So I was 1130 ah, last night. I was shoveling the snow, having a glass of wine outside.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow. 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 I got to do something to stay warm in that. You know what though? I got to say that, uh, you know, Michigan in, in in, I I've actually considered, uh, I would love to have a piece of property uh, like let's, let's say in the, in the UP yeah uh, up there and cuz i like summers there I, I think it's it's like perfect it's like not too hot it's uh, here it gets really it is is like, it's oppressively hot sometimes and you know so
0: yeah and like in right on lake michigan it's a, it's a, it's like being on the ocean i mean it's so beautiful oh beautiful, it's
1: beautiful. Oh, and I love the trees and, and you know, the, the, the foliage, it, it's green. You know, we don't have a lot of green here in California. <laughs> you know, there's not a lot of trees, man. I always uh, always complain that I go every time you go to a parking lot to, to you know, park your car, you, you, you know, it'd be nice to, if there was some shade someplace. <laughs> there's never shade, man. There's never shade because everything is new. <laughs> you I know, love The trees it. are like, you know barely as tall as me and it, you know uh so that's one thing i do like about other parts of the country at least it's 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 full grown and there's there's you know there's uh, uh there are trees and and you know, i love north carolina too oh, north yeah. carolina is always beautiful um but there's you know gorgeous parts of minnesota and up there you know i i've i've been every corner of this country and i'll tell you you know um i've seen some of the really nice uh nice spots where i think during the summer especially up there it's it's mellow it's moderate you know what i mean
0: let me know when you're ready for a road trip and and we'll we'll take a ride up from detroit all the way up north we'll just like detroit's hang been out.
1: good to me man detroit has been very good to me i uh i'll tell you a, a, a quick story we're playing i forget the name of the big arena there joe um,
0: lewis Kobo Joe. I played,
1: but both of those, no, what's the other one? <laughs> the palace? the palace? Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, they yeah, yeah. just
0: tore it down. Oh
1: no way. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> you know, but, uh, but, uh, you know, it, D- Detroit has always been really good to, to me and, and, uh, and back in the, the day when I was with great, White, we, we always had fat, you know, really great success there. In fact, some of our rock tracks ended up being top 40 tracks uh, in, in, uh, in that part of the country. So, you, you know, you can't, man, that that's, uh, that's cool. It doesn't happen often, you know, but, uh, it would over there because it's rock city. Man.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Tony, did you ever think in a million years, I mean, when when, when you think about living the American dream, when you, I mean, like literally, man, I mean, there's not a man or woman, child that's out there right now that has not ran around the house playing the air guitar and acting like a rock star. Matter of fact, I'm 51 years old. And just this morning, I was running around my kitchen acting like a rock star. Dude, and and, and you, you have lived that that lifestyle. I mean, do you ever just still, Tony, just, just pinch yourself and say, wow, wow, man, I've been playing music a long time and 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 I, I I'm doing things that, that most people would uh, you know what they dream of.
1: Yeah, I you know I had a, a interesting conversation just uh, uh, was it just yesterday? No, day before yesterday with with a friend of mine, Todd Kearns, who's uh, a mutual friend of, of of ours through Pete Merluzzi as well. Yeah, I had uh, I've known Todd for quite a while, and, and I actually sat in for Todd on his uh, his main gig with playing with Slash. Yep. Um, And we were both kind of, you know, musing (laughs) at each other going, you know, what what kind of guy are we that we do this? You know, it's um, it takes it takes, a a, a, you know, um, an odd I think an odd personality to (laughs) to uh, to want to get up, you know, in front of, you know, a bunch of folks. Uh, And, and, and do this, whatever it is that we do, you know, gesticulate, you know, in front of, you know, a couple thousand people or whatever, or even a couple, you know, couple people, I, I actually find it much more stressful to play for less people. The less people that there are, the more nervous I get. Tony,
0: I'm the exact same way. As a motivational speaker, people are like, you know, what's the biggest crowd you've you you know you've ever spoken? And I was like, Eagle Stadium. You know, I, I did a deal there. And I go, but I get more nervous speaking in front of, you know, 10, 15 executives than I do a huge crowd of people. I'm the exact same way.
1: Yeah. A, a crowd is a thing. It becomes a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you're just kind of talking or playing at the thing. Uh, whereas, you know, if it's, it's more intimate then it is intimate, it's people in are starting. you have to relate more, more, uh, personally to the faces that are in front of you. So, you know, uh, but at the end of the day, you know, I watch myself, I'm, I'm, I was just reviewing some video from the rehearsal I did yesterday. It's just, it, I guess it doesn't really matter. <laughs> you know, I'm, I, I think I act the same. I play the same. I, I emote the same way, whether there's. Somebody in the room, or there's nobody in the room. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm watching myself. I'm like, wow, yeah. look at uh, look at your face. Man. <laughs> why are you making that face? <laughs> it's the guitar face, and and I'm like, well, why do we do that?
0: <laughs> um, After all so, these years, you're still asking the same questions that everybody asks themselves. Yeah, you know, that's awesome. It, so, way, what got you in the music as a kid? Because I'm sure you've been playing since you know since you were a young kid, right? <laughs> Yeah. I had a
1: friend, you know, I just, I actually did run over this with Todd too, just, just recently we we talked about how we both did that. And yeah, I had a friend down the street who had a, a beautiful uh, Ovation acoustic guitar nice. in the late seventies. Uh, and it was just gorgeous. His parents, you know, spared no expense and he was learning to play. And I thought, wow, look at that thing. That's awesome. And then he, yeah, I, he showed, showed me how to play Norwegian wood by the, you know, How old were you? Uh, I'm gonna say maybe like eight or nine or something like that. Probably eight, uh, because then I asked, then what? Then I, you know, I I had a a a math workbook from school, and it had a bunch of instruments on the front of it, and measuring the instruments, right? And one of them in in the back was a Fender P bass. I didn't know this, but. It went to, and I thought, man, look at that thing back there. I want one of those. <laughs> so that is that is awesome. Give me one of those. So I asked for Christmas for a bass. And I got a guitar, which my dad, I'm sure, kicked himself for years <laughs> for making that mistake. If he would have got me a bass, I probably would have lost interest. I probably would have lost Really? And I would have, oh, yeah. And I would have gone on to do who knows what. I mean, I... I I, I was, uh, you know, uh, you know, I was one of those, one of those, uh, super nerd kids that was tested all out of, you know, went to community college as a child and that kind of thing. So I could have done just about probably about anything, but of course this instrument gets in your hands and it's like this Rubik's, sorry, I didn't mean to use a, uh, it's it's right. a Rubik's cube. Okay. It's like. And I can't solve a Rubik's cube uh, to save my life, but that's what the guitar is to me. I pick it up, it's like, oh, what? I gotta learn it all over again. It's like every time I pick <laughs> it up, I gotta learn it all over again. There's, the, the, you know, it, the, the, the obviously the the combinations and 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 uh, the expressiveness of that instrument is is just endless. So that's it's just captivating for me, right? Yeah. And so yeah, yeah. Ever since then, so. Eight years old.
0: So what kind of music were you into as a kid? Did it change throughout the years? Or was it always rock and roll?
1: You know, um, gosh. Uh, I think when I was a little kid, real little, um, I grew up listening to... Um, country music. Yes, uh, I, I knew
0: it, to t- Tony. I
1: knew it. Elvis I, and country music. Yes,
0: because yeah. I, I, I was watching and, and the reason why I got excited for a second, I was hoping that, that you would bring it up because I wasn't, but I'm like, man, this guy wears the coolest shirts and they're the exact same <laughs> kind of shirts as I wear. And, and I was just like, man, he's got to have some country in him somewhere because Absolutely. You, you know, you don't just wear those shirts just because.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, grew, where, where I, I grew up with um, you know, um, my, my mom and my mom was always trying to expose me because, you know, because the school was all over her and me, me. It's like, Hey, you know, do something, you know, this kid that needs more extracurricular things to, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so she was always pushing, you know, classical music down my throat and, and, uh, and any kind of music and, but, but what she was listening to was mostly country music. And my, my, uh, my relatives, I I spent a lot of time in Arizona. All, all my relatives are, are, um, I'll say aspirational cowboys. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? They live, they live that life. They wear cowboy boots and they, and they, you know, they're bouncing around in trucks way, way, way before there was such thing as a trucker cap. And, you know, yep. they, they were living that life and they were listening to that music. You know, we were listening to Merle Haggard and Charlie Pride and yes. uh, awesome. Loretta, Loretta Lynn. And, you know, those, that's the music that I grew up with. And, and I love some of that stuff, man. I, you know who I, I've been ba- been thinking about a lot lately is Charlie Rich. Yes. Who was this, the Silver Fox. Yep. I mean, I even, I even know that, right? Like, I'm a rock guy but I know who Charlie Rich is I know those songs and those are great songs uh, that's the thing about country music too is that the, it is very much a song craft so that that um, that always uh, spoke to me Elvis spoke to me man like it spoke to, Elvis spoke to, to, to my body right like as I would listen to you know Elvis uh, you know I had the gold whatever the gold records collection thing or whatever and you know i like everything everything's amazing right but the songs that i would gravitate to even as a child were like the ones that had a groove like little sister yeah uh uh uh, marie's the name of his latest that 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 you can hear the the rhythm section now i now i go back and listen to that stuff i'm like wow man those guys are cooking man those guys are bad you know they're 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 creating a groove. It's in the pocket, and uh, so yeah, that that's that's what excited. And then you know rock, you know then I started discovering more you know rock music, and and uh, and then it was you know electric guitar. It's all over shit.
0: Tony, I I have to be honest with you, and and I was going to wait a little bit longer to bring this up, but you know that's exactly the way that I felt. When I heard your song crazy and and, and when I came into the studio today and I was talking to Paul, the producer of the show, and I said, man, you got to put this on, man. And, um, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things I'm like, I literally felt you playing the guitar. I, nice, I don't know. I don't. And I know that it's, this probably sounds weird to you. And you're like, dude, what is wrong with you? But the way that you <laughs> sing, the way that you play the guitar, I could tell that you loved it. And this would probably be a good time right now to maybe talk about Crazy. And Paul, if you don't mind right now, why don't we play a little of his song, Crazy.
2: Have an echo and so much space
1: my version it's my version it's a gnarles barkley uh amazing composition and uh we we uh definitely turned it on its head i honestly i like i like my version (laughs) better he should have done it he should have done a blues infused uh you know uh uh, you know uh what's the word uh inspirational almost church church you know version of uh of this song I mean, th- who else could, who else could <laughs> sing it better than him? Right. <laughs> he is, a he is so amazing. So, uh, you know, we, we love CeeLo. He, he, he inspired me, man. And that song inspired me and I'm thankful for the song.
0: Yeah. And, and I just can't thank you enough. I mean, you know, I, and that's the first thing that, you know, when we talked a couple of weeks ago, last week, whenever it was, I'm like, Hey, listen, I don't want to sound like a weirdo, but man, there's just something about this new album. Uh, Sugar Bowl and with your new band Shadow and the Thrill, uh, there's just something about that album you cannot not be motivated or inspired by listening to it. And and I know that um, that probably sounds again a little different for you, but uh, that stuff in- inspires me. And uh, not to go out and sing and dance and you know what I mean. But I mean it inspires me to do whatever I want to do that day. And I don't that's, know if that's <laughs> what you're getting at, man. But man, I'm just saying, Tony. I mean, you motivated the motivational cowboy, buddy. <laughs> nice. And, and, That's good. And Paul said it perfect, man. Paul said, "Listen, man, when somebody gets to where you are in your career and playing the way that you do, you have to love it, man. You have to be Whoa. in it, and and you do."
1: I, I, oh, uh, I'll, I'll say this. I, I don't, and I guess it's funny. I'm again. I'm just reviewing some video from yesterday. I'm watching myself play and. And I'm just trying. It's a kind of an odd body experience, and I'm going, hmm, yeah, you, this, you just do this, right? Like it just comes out. And the truth is, is I don't know if I love it all the time. Sometimes I hate it, and sometimes I hate it because I don't. Uh, it's not. I'm, I'm not one hundred. I don't, I don't feel like I'm, I'm reaching the potential, you know, that, that, that I want, where I want to be. So it, and that's incredibly frustrating. So sometimes I do love it. If I, you know, uh, there's a, you know, uh, on playback, sometimes I'll just laugh hysterically. It's hysterical to me that, I, sometimes it comes off that good. You're like, wow, <laughs> that's hilarious. It's hilarious that it come, that, uh, that this thing now exists and it, uh, it, it makes sense. So,
0: so Tony, yeah. are you saying that, that that you critique yourself after all of these years and, and as good as you are, you still critique yourself oh. that hard because, oh. because Tony, I mean, this is the outstanding life podcast and, and this is a great life lesson. And the reason why I asked that Tony is, you know, how many people, Critique themselves, whatever it is, their job, their relationships, sure. whatever it may Absolutely. be. But 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 here's a rock star that you literally get you get angry at times because something oh. is not good enough. I mean, am oh. I am, am I hearing this right, Tony? I just want to make sure <laughs> that, all that the I'm. Time. <laughs> are you serious?
1: Oh, of course, yeah, man. I it and and I'll uh, you know I do a lot of uh, I do a lot of uh, some of our video stuff. I have to do some of the video editing myself and. I I absolutely abhor it because it is a it is a study in, in self-hate <laughs> through what, <laughs> is what it is because you're you're looking at yourself you're critiquing you have to because you're trying to you're trying to distill all this footage down to you know a couple of minutes or right. 20 30 seconds whatever it is. I'm I'm sure you go through the same thing I'm sure yep uh, where you're going oh that's, that's not good. Oh, I look at me there. Oh, geez. I got to get rid of that or that. No, it sucked. (laughs) So, (laughs) So yeah. So I just, um, it's, it's a, it's an everyday thing. And you know, what I'll find too is that if I step away for a little bit, if I step away and then come back to it. I, I definitely, I, I have a little, I'm a little less, critical and i'm able to have that out-of-body experience to be able to look at look at it objectively and go oh no okay now that, that was that actually that's that's actually excellent why you know why did i hate that before that's oh that's actually that's actually really good you know so it, it maybe that maybe the lesson to everybody is to is is you never should make those, you know, make decisions when in, in after the heat of battle, you, you need to give yourself some distance and 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 be fair, be fair to yourself. <laughs> I, love you know it. What I, mean?
0: I love it. Tony, it makes me it, it makes me think about um, and again, I'm not telling you anything different, but for the listeners, you know, just like with me. Um, you know, I don't have a band. It's just me and a microphone, being a motivational speaker. And there are times I'm like, oh man, I just bombed that hour. And, it, <laughs> and, it, it, right? it, and then people would be lined up for autographs and hugs and this. And and, and then I'm like, like, didn't they know that I messed that story up? And I'm like, "And then, <laughs> you know, right. So I'm beating myself up or I left that little part out of a story or this or that. And I'm like, they right. had no clue. Right.
1: The, the exactly. only person that knows is
0: me <laughs> right, and I'm beating right. myself up over it
1: sure you know? sure sure you know sure. what happens is, that's 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 perfect it's a perfect uh comparison it's the same thing for for music and trying to perform live and um I like to I like to improv a lot when I'm that to me is is the that's the ultimate uh challenge right to it's it's like expository uh speaking you're just kind of you know it's it's off the cuff yeah and yeah hopefully hopefully it all makes sense at the end of the day and you you've you've captured your you know audience you know it, music's the same so um yeah it's uh you gotta you gotta you, you gotta step back a little bit and realize that not everybody not everybody's is listening as intently <laughs> as you are <laughs> as you right
0: are. exactly right so 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 the the uh the new band shadow and the thrill um, yeah, sure. how did you come up with with the name i want to know uh, you know who's shadow who's the thrill <laughs> Or are you? Are they both well, you? <laughs> uh, you know, Pete,
1: Pete Merluzzi and I were were kind of musing on. You know, I, I wanted to do another project, and we wanted to have it. You know, brand it and have a have a band. You know, maybe, and so we just kind of started coming up with uh, different ideas and uh, for names and stuff. And uh, Shadow is kind of a a nod to uh, the old uh, radio, uh, serials they used to have, uh, back in the day. And, and that is an actual show. The shadow was an actual show. Um, and then, uh, the thrill is just kind of a nod to BB King, quite frankly, wow, you know, awesome. uh, from the thrills gone. So we, 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 thought, okay, this is blues based. we'll, we'll, we'll give a little nod to BB King. And, uh, at the end of the day, yeah, everybody asks, who's the shadow? I, I, I'm certainly the shadow character. That is, that is, <laughs> That fits me, you know. I, you know, I'm lurking. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, the thrill, just at the end of the day, it's whoever the band is. And I have so many wonderful guys that participate with me in, in taking this music out and playing live. Um, Brent Arsament, obviously, he, he played all the drums and the keys on the album. And was a great collaborator for that. Uh, but um, out on the road, um, I have some other, I have other guys that come out and play with me. Um, uh, Baxbaca, John Knox, Andrew Wesley, Dick Dicky Fleazar from uh, Jack Russell's Great White Band, Dan McNay, All these guys have sit you know sat in and and helped me go out there and just tear it up. And they're so they're all so fun to play with. Um, I should note too that uh, Tony Hall is a, one of the bass players uh, is, is, is the only other bass player on the album besides me. Um, Tony, Tony has played with, I mean, Bob, you know, Bob Dylan, Bonnie Raitt. He's, he's, he's a monster, monster a guy. And he came in, he played bass on crazy. Um, uh, he did such a wonderful job. So I, I'm, I, I sure love that part of this. I love the, you know, working with people uh, that are, are just so, so gifted. It's yeah. it's, it's, just, it's just a, it's just a blessing.
0: So let's talk about the album by itself, dude. I mean, the album just looks so cool. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I think agree. it's like, it's like purple and it's like tie dye. I mean, it was like oh, yeah. that, that special edition. I mean, and, and, and what made you want to go vinyl this time?
1: It, it, it Pete Pete was is a big vinyl guy uh and audiophile i guess and <laughs> and uh i haven't had i haven't had a vinyl record since since i had since great white that's wow. the last time i had i held a vinyl record in my hand and actually you know actually played it at home so um this was pretty wild I, it's funny you know he he we, we did we decided to do it, and we got the test pressing and this that, that's a big deal. Back in the day, that was a big deal. yeah, test pressing of your album. And so I remember getting it and going, well, it's it's vinyl. That's nice. I can't play it. I don't have a turntable. <laughs> but yeah, it looks good. Uh, I don't know what it sounds like. And so we get that. I, I let that, that goes by. Uh, and then we get the actual uh, the actual production. Uh, of that first run at the, and I thought, wow, this thing looks great. It's sure it's cool. I wish I knew what it sounded like. Cause I didn't have a turntable. still didn't have a turntable anyways. <laughs> long story short, my girlfriend, very sweet, got me uh, a turntable and I did get to finally listen to it. And it is a revelation. It really is boy. And no wonder that, that younger folks are, are buying vinyl. And making it the most popular physical, um, you know, um, format because yeah. it really sounds awesome, man.
0: It does. It does. Uh,
1: it does sound. It does sound great. Yeah, there, there, there is, you know, the, uh, there is a hiss or whatever. There is some noise, but the character of the instruments and the sound of the mix far outweighs the the, you know, the, the fidelity, um, issues compared to digital. Yeah. Um, yep. it's, it, it sounds great. And I would, I would, uh, I would, if, if you don't have one, you definitely get one and certainly get, get sugar bowl. <laughs> it sounds, it does sound great on vinyl. It really does.
0: You know, that's one of the ones too. And I'm going to surprise my daughter. I'm glad she doesn't listen to my stuff, but my daughter is a huge vinyl girl since christmas you know we bought her uh, you know her own uh, turntable and my daughter just loves music well she is on she's like buying albums all the time and she you know she loves rock and roll so i can't wait to and she just loves music but you know i can't wait to get her um you know your album because uh, oh sweet she, she's gonna love it i just got her uh Pete's album, uh, doom slide. So she thought that uh-huh. was pretty cool. So, but, uh, Hey, listen, you know, um, I have a couple, uh, questions in here. I have, I have to get just because social media people, not, you know, knocking on my door physically, um, asking me to ask you questions and stuff like that. If you don't <laughs> mind, I, this question came in and I just thought it was so funny. And so just so you know, Tony, this did not come from me but this had to be, you know, a a lady, but she's like, um, do you sing in the shower? And if so, what songs do you sing? I do not. You know what though? Come on, Tony.
1: Everybody sings. uh, Do you pretend to be a rock
0: star in the shower?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, man. Um, I, I will say this though. I, I certainly, uh, music is going through my brain pretty much the, you know, the whole time. And, uh, yeah, I would say that I, 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 I compose, yeah, I could probably, I'm probably composing while I'm, you know, uh, lathering up, I guess yeah, yeah. Or that or, or, you know, and I will dream the music and I will wake up and I will, and I will have dreamed, uh, something that's completely, you know, new and, original and I'll have to get up and go, wow, uh, grab my phone and and sing it into the phone.
0: (laughs) Tony, I, this is just, and again, I, this is just crazy. Again, I'm a motivational speaker. You are, you know, a rock star, but I literally now have to keep a pad of paper next to my bed because things will just come up in my head. And I'm like, Oh, that would be a great story. And, and, and you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden it's like, I wake up the next morning on what the heck is all this? Right, and if I didn't right. write it down because so many times I'm like, Oh man, if I don't write this stuff down and then I, I just forget the next day, but now I've been writing it down and it's like some of the coolest stuff is just like d- dreamt to me. And I'm like, this is right. great. Thank you, Lord. Right. This is amazing. Right. right. So, Absolutely. Hey,
1: and, and, if <laughs> Paul McCartney does it. Then, you know, that, uh, there's gotta be something to it.
0: That's awesome. So a, hey, um, um, and this guy literally showed up on my doorstep. Um, Mike from Southgate, Michigan wants to know what song do you love to perform live most when you're on tour? Uh,
1: well, it, I guess it, it depends on, it depends on who I'm playing with. Okay. Let's, um, let's just take which, which, great white, great white. Yeah. Great white or Jack, Jack, Jack Russell's great white. Um, what do I look forward to? I look forward to parts of the set where, where it's a little more loose and we can stretch out a little bit as players and improv a little bit. So uh, we do. Uh, we use a track that I'm kind of getting given a lot of credit for for um, from Twice High called "Mr. Bone," which is kind of a real bass-heavy, groove-heavy song. And we usually take that song in the set, and we will we will uh, split it up. We'll add songs in the middle. We'll do an extended, you know, thing where we just like we'll do voodoo child in the middle of it, you know, or something. <laughs> awesome. So that's fun. You know, that's fun because it's because all of a sudden it's, it, you know, we're, we're dancing on the edge a little bit there and, and we're, and we're, you know, things are happening on stage, you know, in front of everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's fun. Um, when I'm, when I'm doing, when we play shadow and the thrill, I mean, I obviously do love, playing crazy because it's just such a, a nice, it's such a, uh, uh, uh it's just like, uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's like that old, uh, you know, worn in leather jacket. It just feels good. Yes, You know, and it, it's just the right temperature. <laughs> it's Oh dude, absolutely. I am a huge cowboy boot guy. Okay. Huge. So, uh, yes. And I have a couple that feel like they're so wonderful. They feel like tennis shoes, man. <laughs> Mine too. You know, people. Yep. They, you got and and that's that's the mark of a of a of a nicely made you know uh, cowboy boot. But um, yeah, with Shadow in the Thrill, I, I would say that I, I sure, certainly loved playing Crazy. Um, we uh, we do kind of an extended uh, version of Sugar Bowl, which is the title track which is a lot of a lot of fun and we 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 really do build that thing up into uh um as a as a group of players it's it happens on stage where we will start working off each other and and we'll bring it down and bring it back up to where it's just a monster at the end so that's always fun too
0: well hey you brought up sugar bowl so this would be a perfect time for us to listen to a little Sugar Bowl by Shadow and the Thrill. Tony, man, that was awesome. I love listening to it. That is such an awesome song and I'm glad you set that up for me. Uh, Another question came in besides playing guitar and singing. What's the talent that you have that we wouldn't know that Tony Montana has? I can juggle. What? (laughs) Are you serious? Yeah, I can juggle. Wow.
1: I wasn't (laughs) expecting that at all. It's, yeah, it's one of those things – Yeah, and I was just uh, – I don't know why it came to my mind this morning too. I don't know what it was. And as a child, I was like I- – I was just fascinated by it. I'm like, I'm going to figure this out. And I remember <laughs> grabbing three oranges out of my mom's you know, fruit bowl and, and, and sitting on the ground and rolling them around on the ground and going, okay, how does this work? What's the pattern? How do, how does, how do you do this? And I figured it out and I learned how to juggle. And it's one of those things where it's so funny, like just out of nowhere, if you're just with, you know, uh, in a in a room with folks and all of a sudden you grab three oranges and you start juggling, people are like, it stopped, you know, it." the world stops. It's
2: like, <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> you can ju-
1: yeah, and it's just, you know, it's, it's funny. So I, that's, uh, there you go. There's, you know. I'm a pretty good, actually, I can, I can draw pretty well too.
0: Really? I have to say that. That's yeah. something that uh, you and Pete have in common then. Cause he's an amazing artist.
1: Yeah. I, I, I like to do that. I like to do that. I, I would love to indulge that. I would love to spend time painting and do that kind of thing. But now, yeah, good grief.
0: Uh, Tony, throughout your career, what's the best piece of, of advice that you've been given and I'm sure you've been giving a lot of advice. You've been given a lot of advice, but what's the one thing oh. that really sticks out that you're like, "Wow, that stuck with me for a long time."
1: Mm. Well, there's has certainly been a, a a couple of things. I would I would always have to point to to Alan Niven, uh, my my old manager from Great White. He, and, and Alan is is a storied, you know, uh, rock music uh manager and, and uh figure. <laughs> he managed Guns N' Roses and during that time and everything. And he's he's definitely most he's been a, a mentor for me and uh you know he's been everything. He's been a great friend and uh you know a surrogate dad at times and you know uh so Alan's Alan's uh a- advice was always if you can't sit down with an acoustic guitar and 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 have a song work with just a voice and acoustic guitar then you really don't have much you know it's not really a song it, so i always I, I, that, that's the litmus litmus test for me i need to be able to bang through a song on a acoustic guitar and feel like it makes sense that it's a statement and and it, it, you can follow it from from a to, to z um the other interesting uh 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 advice i got once from was from my my friend rudy sarzo who's a uh famous bass player played bass with ozzy and and quiet riot and stuff and we were out with uh uh he was playing with white snake at the time and and uh he was you know we we would have these shows and we're, we're opening for white Snake, and, you know, so these big arena shows and we're bouncing around and that's, that was the, you know, the, the, that was the, 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 that was your job, you know, (laughs) be interesting on stage and, you know, run around like a, like a maniac, right. Or whatever. And, and, and he said, he goes, you know, whatever you do, if you do, you just always have to realize you're if you do something and and people latch on to it, you're always gonna have to do that and and wow. whether that if 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 you know if yeah regardless of your age regardless of your age right uh, whether it's a musical ability or if it's a you know whatever a gymnastic uh, stage you know uh, ability um, people are always going to expect that from you. And I thought, oh well, you know, of course. At that time, I was, you know, in my twenties, and and I'm like, yeah, well, you know, my knees are great, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my my ankles are great, and you know, I'm uh, I'm invincible. And as you grow, you know, older, you realize that, you know, wow, um, it it definitely takes a toll. It it takes a toll on on all those guys. Look at Eddie, poor Eddie Van Halen had to have hip replacement, and. Yep. You know, I'm surprised David Lee Roth is not more beat up. He's right. <laughs> he's uh, I mean, w- how amazing was he back in the day and, and still is, you know. Still, yeah, absolutely. It's still, still a presence.
0: You know, I love of what your old manager said to you, you know, and and basically it's keep it simple, man. Keep mm-hmm. it simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, though, it's pretty powerful. Hey, do you remember the first time you heard yourself on the radio? And if so, where were you?
1: I was, I think I was in Michigan. Really? I think I was in Michigan and I was, uh, I was, I was in a, in a parking lot. I was like, going to a mall or something, you know, you know, I went, and I was on, we were on tour. So, you know, during the day I'm trying to, you know, you know, burn some time, go to the mall and, you know, go whatever. Uh, and I I'll, I remember walking through the parking lot and a car driving by and hearing hearing that track hearing Mr. Bone and going, wow, and it, you know that was that was neat that that certainly was that was cool I, I I'm I'm sure that maybe you know with uh, some of my other bands that I've been involved with in, in here in Los Angeles you know I'm sure we probably got a little airplay here and there. And maybe, you know, we tuned in for a specialty show or whatever, but um, that was the first time is just, you heard it, heard it in the wild. <laughs> yeah, You know, it's like, Oh, this, this is, you know, this is going out there. This is out there. Wow.
0: So Tony with as many accomplishments that you've had so far in your career, and I know you're going to have many, many more, have you ever failed at something through, the music. And the reason why I asked that is because so many people just, they look at all the accomplishments. Right. And they're like, well, he never failed obviously. And, and and, and I guess I don't want to say that you failed at something because that's negative, but, but you know what I mean? Like that, that, um, that maybe you, you, you had an audition and maybe the audition didn't go well. Um, and you're like, Hey man, I got to pick myself up or, or you know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, we talk about all this cool stuff you've done, but, I just think it's important for people to see that it's not all a bunch of, you know, a bed full of roses.
1: Oh God. No, absolutely not. I mean, it's just been miserable. at times, Sure. <laughs> and, Are you and, serious? Uh, oh, oh God, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, when you create, you know, you're creating something or an album or a track or whatever, and you, you know, you have hopes that it will, you, you know, <laughs> You don't. I'm not necessarily looking for uh, a monetary reward when I do something like that. I, I, I'm I'm hope I'm hopeful that it's going to connect. It, you know, is the whole idea is for me is to, is is communicating. It, it's it, it's 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 putting it out there and hopefully people get it. Get what I was feeling at the time. You know. And and, it, and and if somebody listens to, it, let's say, crazy as as an example, and they connect with that, and it gives it it you know, then that's communicating to them, and that that that's a beautiful thing, and that that's that's what I'm always striving for. And sometimes it just doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> communicate to anybody. It communicates to, and after a while of listening to it, it doesn't even communicate to me anymore. It's like oh geez, this has got to this has got to go. This is this is uh fodder for the, uh, circular file.
0: Uh, you know, I, 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 I appreciate you being just so honest because I think it's important for, you know, for people to realize, Hey, it doesn't matter how big of a rock star you are or what you do for a living when you're successful that, you know, there are failures there, you know, I mean, people go through things and people want things that don't work out, you know? So I appreciate I love, you uh, being honest.
1: Oh, right on. I, you know what? I, I, I do have an, I do have another, um, I guess passion or, or or part of my life. I ended up being getting very involved in, in uh, technology and computer, you know, computer business and, and whatever, the internet, e-commerce, and that is another one of my. Uh, it's something that, that keeps me busy too, but um, I, I I love a, a I read an, uh, an article about a guy who interviewed Bill Gates. And he's and he brings up to Bill Gates, um, one of his first um, um, pieces of software that he worked with uh, worked on when I think he was living in New Mexico at the time. He's just a kid, and he and this his his uh, folks had developed a piece of software to manage. I think it was traffic lights. And I mean, this is you know way before you know, Windows and whatever, right? And and the, the the interviewer is noting Bill Gates his his demeanor when talking about this initial this initial you know foray into the computer and software business, and he says that you can see that Bill Gates was noticeably agitated that he's talking about this old piece of software this old idea. That they put all this effort into, and they had all these great hopes for, and it did not pan out. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't work, and he still kind of, he still was was, it it still had an effect on him. Here's the you know one of the richest men in the world and Windows, but still, even. He wanted that to be a success too, and it still, bo- I, it still seemed to bother him. <laughs> and I yeah. thought, wow, that, that's interesting. So you know, I think I get, I definitely have have those moments myself where I look back and go, geez, why didn't that connect, or why didn't I, I should have got that on the radio? Why didn't that go on the radio? You know, uh, you're always, you're always, uh, you always have highest hopes, so.
0: Yeah. You know, it, and with the, the new band, Shadow and the Thrill, it just seems like, Tony, that you're having a lot of fun. It just seems like you're really just having fun.
1: It's it's definitely, it was born of just a a passion to to want to play and record. I, I didn't do it for any other reason. I, I really just wanted to, at first I wanted to go to the studio and put it down five songs. That I felt very strongly about. And I wanted quite frankly, I just wanted it as a record. I wanted, and when I say a record, I mean like a a uh, for for posterity <laughs> for for my kids. I just really wanted to make this little EP so that my sons would have an, a, what I thought was a great example of of my work, of my my best attempt at excellence.
0: Wow, that's because
1: awesome. uh, that that is that is what I would like for them to ho- hopefully learn from, and 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 to, to realize that whatever they're going to do in their life, they're going to strive, strive for the absolute best that you can possibly be, and 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 be excellent. Right? Yeah. <laughs> to, to quote, Bill, quote uh, Bill and Ted, "Be excellent, man." Uh, <laughs> Is it, know, it, is
0: it isn't one of your sons on the album
1: actually both of them are
0: oh awesome
1: uh, okay and I did that and I and it, it, I did that it's a little insidious but I, I did I did that on purpose because I wanted them to to be able to listen back and you know uh, someday that'll that'll be you know dead and gone and they'll be able to listen to that and hear themselves and uh, definitely. They both did a uh, did a good job. Uh, my oldest sang backgrounds on uh, "Love Song," and my youngest is the uh, is one of the uh, um, vocals, actually in "Crazy" in in one of the background vocals in "Crazy." And he did a great job. He's got a great bass voice.
0: I love that you literally left your legacy in an album. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love that. You know, hey, I heard. I once heard a story about um, you being a guitar teacher when you were in high school. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Yes. So you taught guitar, yeah. and, and is that really how you met the guys from Great White? Was through playing yes. music or teaching music?
1: Teaching, yeah. I, uh, I had. Well, I just been out of, just gotten out of high school. I was studying music. I was. I was actually. I studied you know, classical music in, in, in college and, and I was composing classical music and doing all that. And, and so I, I, and I was a very pretty proficient guitar player at that point. And so I started teaching kids and I got a great, I got a great gig with probably the, probably the best music store in the LA area. it was called Hanage music. It's a precursor to guitar center and all that stuff. Um, in fact, Tim Bogert was a fellow teacher for a while. Uh, we just lost him. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, one of the main sales guys there was a guy named Stephen Williams, and he is one of the co-writers of Save Your Love for Great White. Oh,
2: wow. And
1: uh, so that was the connection there. He's He was always so good to me, and I he, they'd always feed me a bunch of students. And, and uh, one day he said, hey, you know, I was teaching guitar and bass actually both. And, uh, and he said, Hey, you know, these guys, these guys need somebody in, in short order. You, you could probably do this. So.
0: Well, really? That's uh, how it happened. Mm-hmm. How old were you when, when that all that happened? I just turned 21. Oh, wow. So I, I, I'm just curious, Sony, what was it like the first time you like you're grabbing your guitar, your, your clothes and you're walking out to the tour, the tour bus. I mean, that, that had to be like a dream come true. Like, you know, here you are, twenty-one years old, and you're you're getting ready to jump on the first tour bus.
1: Yeah, it was. It that, was pretty cool. Pretty, yeah, it was pretty odd. It. I have to say that um, I was going in in college. I was studying you know, music, but I was also studying you know trying to whatever round that rounding that out with business you know and and and. I looked at it as a business. It is a business. And, um, and that's the reason why the guy before me lost his gig. Cause he didn't, he didn't look at it like that. He didn't, he didn't have a, you know, a, a good head on his shoulders. Um, it's a business and there's yep. money being spent and that bus costs money. <laughs> that's right. And uh, so, uh, you know, be on time, you know, be, be sober and, and, kick ass, you know, yeah, and absolutely. do a good job. And that's, that's what, you know, that's what everybody needs to do, you know, for, you know, for their
0: life. And again, it just, you know, our businesses are kind of the same and, you know, it doesn't matter where I am if I'm out giving a talk or something like that and everybody wants to take you to dinner or have a couple of drinks. And I'm like, Hey man, nope, thanks. I'm going back to the hotel. You know, I have this talk to give tomorrow and they're like, Oh yeah, well it's only, you know, I'm like, no, no, I go, these people are paying me to be in front of their group. I mean, this is just like you said, it's a job. It's, I'm not, I'm not out there partying living it up because there's a reason why I've been doing it for 23 years. It's because yeah, well, it's a business, right? You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I'm well, not saying I haven't had
0: fun, but I'm just saying. right? You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's what
1: I was just going to say too. I mean, uh, you know, I, I definitely have part, part, partaken, uh, uh of some of those things uh, over the years since, uh, you know, but uh, you gotta, you gotta, you're human. You gotta be
0: human. That's right. Think. That's. Favorite country you've ever toured in. Why? Was it the food, the women, the scenery? Oh. What was it?
1: Gosh, you know, um, that's a tough one. I love Japan. I really? love Japan. I okay. love Tokyo. That I bet is, you had huge is...
0: crowds too there.
1: Yeah, actually the last time yeah every time I played there it's been it's been really wonderful um I just played there in well justin's you now forever ago feels like 20 I think 2016 I was there with a friend I played one of a, a huge huge festival there um, that was fun I played there with slash which was just amazing um so I love I love Japan I love Tokyo. Uh, sing Singapore was was probably one of the most uh memorable gigs for me uh, i did that with slash as well why was it was,
0: why was it memorable
1: because it was like it was like playing for the united nations it was the the most diverse crowd i've ever seen in my life ever it was there were muslims and sikhs and christians and 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 all colors of skin in this audience. That's it so cool. Everybody. You're giving it me goosebumps, was, man. It was bad. And to watch everybody bounce up and down in unison. And it's, you know, that's how it's supposed to be, man. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it, you know, it, when you, you know, literally you see one little blonde girl over there, bouncing up and down, having a good time. I see a, you know, a collection of, of of guys sikhs with they have turbans on and they're they're party they're bouncing and they're having <laughs> a ball man you know it's it, 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 it was everybody and that was really really cool that was that was the most probably the most memorable gig i've ever done in my, you know you know, I've had other, obviously other wonderful playing at the Palace in 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 there in Michigan. Yep, that was one of my all time great for great white there's an absolute pinnacle show.
0: That is so cool. Hey, you mm-hmm. you you have to have a collection of guitars. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean. I don't know how, how many guitars you think you have, or last time you counted.
1: I'm i i've i've really uh, whittled it down i've i've <laughs> uh, for a while i really have whittled it down i i used to be a collector i used to be a collector and i used to uh barter i used to trade vintage instruments so I've, I've had some really very um very lovely uh old stratocasters i used to do that uh buy and trade those things do
0: you have a favorite um, but, after all these years mm, yes
1: My favorite, my favorite, my number one guitar is actually a very unusual little instrument. It's a Japanese uh, made Strat that I bought with my father in Tokyo in 1984. Wow. Um, I got to go to, I got to go to, my my father was uh, an executive for Hitachi. And um, for some reason he, he had to go to Tokyo and he said, why don't you come with me? And of course I'm this, you know, 17 year old or whatever. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, let's go. And, uh, I went with my pop and he, we went to uh, one day we went to Akihabara, which is this uh, electronics area in Tokyo and went to a couple of music stores and I picked up a strat and started playing. And of course, you know, folks started gathering around and my dad was like, huh, <laughs> yeah, he maybe, maybe he's not too bad at this. <laughs> so he bought it for me. He bought it for me. And, uh, it was, is an absolute treasure to me. And I just, it's, it's one of my favorite instruments. It still is. It's, it's a really, uh, well-made, um, I don't take it out too much, but these days, uh, I, I have, a have been, uh, uh cultivating a relationship with Paul Reed Smith guitars there they are they are absolutely the, the finest instruments I think made and uh they made me uh they just made me well it was a year ago now um uh, a hollow body guitar that is is just absolutely phenomenal it's just I, I don't know I I I I've, it's uh, I don't feel worthy, you know, yeah. when I pick it up um, and they're building me another one right now. And, and I've got a couple others uh, that are, are really fantastic. They uh, crazy was recorded with um, a PRS uh, single cut and it, it is just the sweetest sounding guitar I think I've ever heard. So, um, yeah, I love those. Love those quite a bit.
0: Tony, I just have a couple of questions, and we're going to wrap things up. But I have to ask: when, when you were talking about being to- being in Tokyo with your dad and stuff like that, do you remember the first time mom and dad came and heard you play on tour?
1: Well, my I remember my dad. Yes. Yeah. What was that uh,
0: like for you? Cause I'm just thinking, well, you, know, you know, my pop used to have to,
1: my, my pop is as much as he probably kicked himself for giving me that first little, <laughs> little electric guitar. He, he was, he was kept an eye out, you know, and I started playing this sunset strip in here in Hollywood when I was 15 years old. Wow. So he would he'd have to take me. He used to take me cause I so couldn't get work into all bars. day.
0: And then at night, take you to go play. Take me to the
1: bars and you go play. Wow, so, that's cool. Yeah, and he's super, super, super guy, and so he's he's seen every level of 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 my trajectory, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but uh, yeah, to have him, uh, I think he came. I mean, he, the first Great White show. That's that's I can't remember the first one that he came to, but I do remember him coming to Chicago once. That's and cool. And he was on business doing whatever he was doing. And actually I'll, I'll never forget one time where he was in New York and I was in New York and he was staying just a couple blocks away from me. And I'm like, Hey, I'm, I'm here. And, you know, and we walked and, and we met each, met each other on the, on the street in New York and it's like, what a, you know, cats in the cradle <laughs> moment. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty cool, man.
0: Pretty hey, cool. are you ever going to cut your hair? I am. In fact, I
1: cannot wait.
0: <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, man. It's just. Oh. I, I, I was. I, I thought for sure. I. I, I wrote this down. and I'm like, he's going to tell me. Absolutely not. So I love that. Oh, yeah. so, you, so you really do plan yeah. on cutting it. Are you going to oh, donate yeah. it? That you know have somebody that has cancer that or is... something is.
1: Oh, I, if, if they'll take it, it's pretty beat up. <laughs> it has it's a lot of miles on it. <laughs> it's got a lot of miles on it. I've done a couple of colorings here and there. So it, that would be lovely if, if it was useful to somebody. I'm pretty sure the first time that I chopped it all off, that's exactly what happened. Oh, you it. you have done it? Oh, yeah. Oh, I've done it several t- times.
0: I tried to find pictures, but I couldn't find any pictures with you with short hair. So that's why I was like, you know, this is a pretty, pretty good question here.
1: When I went out was actually I had just chopped off. I got a very short haircut with uh, right before I went out with Slash. Wow! I thought, oh God, great! This is why did I do that? And then the gig, you know, they they needed me to go out there. I was like, oh great, you know, so the last thing I should have done. But I yeah, it's, uh, I did that whole tour with with uh, yeah, like, uh, that's cool, Johnny Johnny Corporate, you know, uh, and you know what <laughs> I. I, uh, and because you know, the truth is, is that I, you know, I've, I've been that guy too. I've, I've had my own company, uh, and employees and, and, you know, those kind of responsibilities and, you know, that, that, uh, you can't walk into, you know, a C level executive meeting and, and, you know, with, with a, with a man bun, <laughs> I, I just don't, I don't, I don't see it happening. And I'm kind of in that. In in that position right now, where I'm, where things are getting pretty heavy for I, I I'm involved with a company called Venue V N U E, it's a publicly traded company, and uh, I'm uh, a, a chief creative officer, and so that that is a responsibility that I I need to uh, you know sometimes it uh, requires a, a different mentality.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely, Tony. What is a uh... I'm going to end it with this question right here. And uh, I can't believe an hour has flown by. Uh, What is one message you would give to your fans and the people that are listening to you now for the first time? What message? Uh, I mean, the platform is yours, man.
1: Okay. Um, Well, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you uh, to you for having me on. And I would like to say thank you to everybody that's that's, lent me their ears and, and, and eyes over, over the years. I'm really, truly grateful. Um, and, and not to sound, uh, not to make light of it, but, uh, I really, I think they should, uh, seriously consider picking up this album. I really do because it, it really is a culmination of everything that I've, I've tried to do over the years. I'm playing bass on it. I'm, i wrote songs on it, I play guitar on it, I sing on it. So it's really the culmination of, 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 of my struggle. And it is a, str- it is a struggle. Um, and I think it really came out great. And, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely worth, worth a listen and hopefully we'll get out and, and play. And I would love to see everybody, you know, once that is possible, I would love to get out and and connect with with the world, be able to go to the UK, be able to go back to Japan, be able to go to South America, be able to go to Michigan (laughs) and uh, and, uh, you know, uh, close close this uh, close this out right.
0: (laughs) Well, Tony Cardenas, Montana, I can't thank you enough for being on the Outstanding Life podcast, and I encourage all of you you know, I'm telling you that I personally love the album. Check out shadow into thrill, their new album, sugar bowl. You will not be disappointed. And again, Tony, thank you so much, man, for spending this last hour. I can't believe oh, it, that an hour's flown by and I can't, I just, thank you, man. Thank you. It's thank a you, blessing. Thank you.
1: It's a blessing. And hopefully we'll, uh, we're, we're, uh, we're putting some smiles in some people's faces today
0: well i appreciate it man and again everybody i'm johnny d the motivational cowboy I tell it all of you be safe have fun and have yourself an outstanding day we'll see you next time on the outstanding life podcast